0: Hey everybody, welcome to the uh, Sun Grown Hockey Podcast. This will be our first episode, and so basically what's going to happen here is our ownership gave us a list of questions that have been asked throughout the community in Montana and other people that have uh, sent their questions in, and along with um, our answers to them, I guess is what you would say. Thank you for joining us. I'm sorry if the audio is not super great. We're always on the run right now. We're doing a lot of work right now, like constantly, so... We're just kind of, as we go, put it together, get the microphones up, here we go. So the first uh, question is, what league did we apply for? If you follow like our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you'll probably know that we are very, very in depth that we wanted to be in the Western States Hockey League. So we did apply for the WSHL. Uh, We applied for the 2022, 2023 season. That way we could kind of have a foundation because Uh, just having a few months to build a hockey team is not very easy from moving coaches in from out of states finding players in from out of states plus with all this COVID stuff now you got to have regulations that you're looking at through the communities Uh, if you're traveling borders through American Canada if you're going to go play in a different state like from Montana to Washington has totally different regulations so we have to be very aware of what's just going on a full circle so we thought it'd be easier if we started building our foundation now so we sent our uh, application in the mr white of the wshl he was extremely kind and said he would get back to us in a timely manner of um, their decision and so our application has just been pending and that is totally okay with us because we did not apply till the following season Um, and hopefully we get to be in that league if not we will always look at other options and that is always okay too it's a business so you have to think of it in that aspect too Why did we want to go for the WSHL? So our ownership, they played in the WSHL and they thought, hey, we have a lot of loyalty there. We had a lot of fun in the WSHL and that's all they talk about is their days in the WSHL. A couple of them played in other leagues, NA3, and they just really connected more with the WSHL, the players they had in it, the ownerships they had in it, um, coaches. The travel, they had way more fun. A lot of kids really do enjoy having the fighting rule in there. Um, that's another thing why we chose the WSHLs, because sometimes, you know, if the calls aren't always going the best on the ice and emotions are getting really stirred up and you can just deal with that emotion and a fight happens, sometimes it balances everything out on the ice. It calms people back down, regulates the game a little better. So we do really appreciate the fighting rule still being in the WSHL at a respectable um, I don't know how to put it. I guess, you know, if you fight in the NA3, you're basically getting kicked out. So to have that rule and be like, you're in a five minute box and you come out at the next whistle, that's just really, really efficient. Also, the league has a showcase in Las Vegas every season. And for people in Montana, like if you're going to travel there, which a lot of people from Montana are constantly traveling to Vegas, makes it so our fans are able to come see the players, the parents can come watch during the showcase also it's an easy destination for parents to come travel to see their sons play that have been away for three or four months already and so the destination is just a very hot spot for Montana and parents to reach their children especially when winter break is going to be happening right after the Vegas showcase so it allows players to fly home right from Vegas and it also gives our ownership the option to fly down to Vegas and be like, hey, you guys can just disperse from Vegas or we can get a bus depending on what kids are looking to do ride-wise coming back. Okay, now we're moving on to the second question. Uh, Everybody knows we were originally trying to put uh, Sun Grown Hockey in Billings, Montana, just because our ownership is based out of Billings. Uh, Our owner also has a family company uh, that is a big towing industry out of Montana, so he just felt it was really efficient sponsorship-wise to be in Billings. But that kind of foiled down as uh, the team was not able to reach a negotiation deal with the ice rink at the current moment, which is totally understandable. And the other thing is the travel cost from Billings to some of the divisions we would play in would be outstanding not only for teams coming in to pay for gas, hotels, and food for their players, But every single one of Sun sun Grown Hockey's uh, road trips would be outrageously priced from food, gas, hotels. And so here's just a little um, map of what we would see if we were in Billings, Montana. If we, okay, let's just flash back real quick. Billings originally played Seattle when they were in the NORPAC. And so we already saw that travel and it wasn't too bad, but that was the main hub that we saw for travel. So Billings to Seattle would be 819.8 miles, and it'd be approximately 12 hours and three minutes. But you'd have to probably add time with fueling up the bus, uh, players stopping to use the bathroom, get convenient store supplies. Um, buses obviously don't move as fast as some of the cars. Billings to Bellingham would be 902 miles, approximately 13 hours and 19 minutes. Billings to Medford would be 1,083.2 miles, approximately 17 hours and 11 minutes. Billings to Kearns would be 564.2 miles in approximately eight hours and 37 minutes. Billings to Vernal would be 492.7 miles in approximately eight hours and 15 minutes. Billings to Vancouver, Canada would be 955.7 miles in approximately four hours and 18 minutes. As you can see, you know, the travel is way up there for the players. Not only would we have to leave a day earlier to make sure the players are not extremely exhausted on the bus, but also have comfort to stay, so it just really brings the hotel price up, and not one of your trips is very close. So looking at the travel mostly, that is not a healthy place for a hockey team in the Western States Hockey League at the moment with how the divisions are set up. So our ownership went back to the board. We talked to a bunch of people. The other thing people need to realize is our ownership owns Montana Sun Grown, which has multiple uh, locations throughout the state of Montana, Minnesota, and Pennsylvania that they partner with. And so we've been talking to a few of our stores in Havre, asking, do you think this would be a good fit to come and bring a team to Havre, Montana? And right now, we've got an overwhelmingly responsive yes. So we're looking into it. It's nothing official so don't take anything into it on that kind of sense because there is uh, four other locations that our ownership is looking at to potentially be in that may have a better market for sponsorships for our team as well so this is what it would look like if the team was in haver for travel haver to Barhead would be 536.8 miles approximately eight hours and 40 minutes so we're already bringing the travel time down tremendously Haver to Cold Lake would be 480 miles in approximately 7 hours and 59 minutes. Haver to Edmonton would be 462 miles and 462.7 miles in 7 hours and 38 minutes approximately. Haver to Hinton would be 628.7 miles in approximately 10 hours and 4 minutes being the longest road trip in that division for us. Havard-Vegerville uh, would be 417.5 miles in approximately 6 hours and 48 minutes. So not only for the teams coming in to play us, is it a lot better travel-wise, but for us in general, for travel cost, food, and hotels, we have just basically sliced every trip in half for travel, which is tremendous for us. And another fun, uh, fun fact is our owner actually played in the NA3 when the team had a the Glacier National. So he's already been a part of that community, understands that community, uh and thinks he could do really well in bringing a a really good program to the community that they can trust and help uh upgrade the rink throughout the years. So that would be our plan with that. This would also add, if you look at the divisions right now, um it would add six teams to both divisions next season if they didn't add any more other teams, which we don't know if they would or wouldn't. So Just looking at that rough draft, that's what it would give you. But just remember, our ownership is looking at other facilities at the current moment. That is just a rough draft. Um, Our owners take business sense very seriously when it comes to hockey, so they're running it more like their CBD company. When they look at locations, how uh, much money they want to spend on things, where they want to put their money, where would the sponsorships come from, who would volunteer, do we have enough billet houses, do we have good billet houses in those locations. You know, because the big thing is uh, accommodating to the players, we want them to feel safe. We want the parents to feel like their kids are safe with us, that we're doing everything to take care of them at the full ability, not only on the ice, but off the ice. And so that is a huge component of our program is making sure everything is balanced and stable for our players on and off the ice. Our program does have a head coach we have been asked hey could I coach your program could I be a part of it we will let everyone know we do not have an assistant coach at the current moment but we do have a head coach our program will be bringing in Christian Winther from Oklahoma he is no stranger to the WSHL as well he had uh, a little bit time in Wichita and Oklahoma when he played he is also a great learner and teacher that our ownership has learned because our owner taught him when he played for the Billings Bulls in the NA3 our ownership was a goalie coach at that time. We also feel uh Christian can bring a great foundation for the players, not only on the ice, but off the ice. We feel he has the ability to listen to players, understand what they need, and then visually see what the players need on the ice. If they're missing passes, we don't expect him to go yell yeah, at the player. We expect him to look and be like, hey, how are their sticks working? Are they uh using, you know, their hands properly? Are they tracking the puck properly? we just look at all the fundamentals on how can we make this pass hit your stick without yelling at you without bringing your emotions down we want you to stay completely balanced and frustration free because when frustration kicks in now we've lost all control of our emotions and everything's gonna go haywire for everybody so the more we can avoid the flight or fight mode we're gonna be very happy with our players and it's gonna be hard because you're bringing in young players who you know have emotions going on right now. Some of them are leaving uh, families for the first time to come build it in with our program. Others, you know, are leaving their girlfriends and that's emotional for them. So on a younger person perspective, you have to think of what emotions they're going through and how can we treat them to make them play at their full ability and develop every day when they come to the rink and off the rink. So that's a big component we feel Christian can conquer and do extremely well at. Um, We also have more on our head coach in future episodes so stay tuned and we also plan on bringing him on the podcast in the future And so why do we think our program is going to be good for kids to come to well It's going to be a little bit more of an expensive program, but the days are completely mapped out We don't expect any partying from our kids. We don't expect any Crap coming from any direction when you wake up our owner has basically had his cousin who played Pac-12 football, come and help him structure what would be a very fundamental day for each athlete and how to productively make their bodies productive for each game and to uh, consist the whole season. So basically when our athletes wake up, it'd be about a 5 a.m. wake up. You're gonna get breakfast in you. You're gonna have a good breakfast. We're gonna teach you nutrition. That's a huge thing for our players and then you're gonna come and you're gonna stretch as a unit, as a team. Everybody's together, everybody's talking, everybody's bonding, having a good morning. After we stretch, we will have a 15 minute meeting on what the day's gonna be like, what what we're lifting, how we're lifting, uh, what groups are lifting at what times, and then we will go do those workouts, and if you're not doing workouts, we expect you to be hanging out with the team, whether that's in the player lounge that we build, Etc. or going over to a billet house and hanging out with the guys for a little bit until it's your time to work out. After everybody's worked out, we will meet back up for a stretch again. That is very important for us as stretching as our athletes. After we stretch, everybody will do a conditioning run or we will go to the gym and do conditioning. Once we're done with conditioning, we will have a nutritious lunch for all the players and uh, staff that is with us throughout the day. From that lunch, we will go to the ice rink and stretch one more time before practice. And then we will have a good practice. Not too crazy on everyone's body because we don't want to you know, tear the players down before game days, especially in the Western States Hockey League. They're traditionally known for having Friday, Saturday, Sunday games. So that's a long weekend for the players to have uh, physicality and conditioning. So what we want to do is make practice very educational, very development-friendly, yet very... Condition oriented without thinking it's a bag skate like we're not going to be doing horseshoes and stuff We're going to be doing very individual, individualized movements like starts and stops with your puck Learn how to control learn your eye movement with the puck. Where can you look? Are you struggling with looking down at the puck right now? And we're not going to move too fast because if you try to move too fast you can't Break down that individual skill you may need so everybody's gonna to have to learn to listen together learn together and take moments together become productive as one unit. So that's basically what we're looking at for the program and the fundamentals in the starting point. And we will have a bunch more information in episode two. So thank you for joining us and uh, we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Have a great day, everybody.